What's good guys, Ross Potter here and this is the RP Coaching Podcast where we'll talk about training, nutrition, mindset and everything in between. Created with you in mind, this podcast aims to educate and help you to tick those boxes daily. If you do enjoy the content, show me a little love, subscribe and share. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, guys. We're here for another episode with um, Aaron Clark for number two in our mini series, um, all things mental health and um, fitness. So, one thing we want to kind of cover today is the the social media impact of fitness, uh, of mindset, and how kind of social impacts us in our daily lives. How influences are affecting um, our well-being and kind of the effects of the the quick fix diet the the skinny teas all these sorts of things that we see advertised on instagram twitter facebook on a daily basis um so aaron welcome back to uh, episode number two of the mini series um it's good to have you back yeah good to be back mate as always thanks for having me again yeah no drama so let's kick let's kick start um with your views on a social media influencer. Um, give the give the listeners um, your take on the influencer. How long have we got, bro? Uh, <laughs> two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, um, I think we have to start with the what is an influencer? What was an influencer? And now moving forward, two three years since influencers be, has become a thing. You know, what is an influencer now? And I think we need to really analyze and assess what, what, what we think an influencer is and what they should be and what their purpose should be within um, the, the social media industry. So for me, when, when influencers first came to light, I think it was someone that um, was prestigious in their area, perhaps with a really good following, um, a good client base, a good audience, um, good content, and was inevitably giving beneficial educational advice and guidance to those people that needed it. Nowadays, you know, five, six years down the line since that kind of all hit, hit the ceiling, um, I feel like influencers has completely lost its real true meaning and its real purpose. Um, and I, I think for a lot of people, being an influencer is just having a lot of followers, um, perhaps having a blue tick, um, when actually really, um, the influencing qualities of those influencers are just non-existent. You know, um, I could name on my hand now easy five or six people, even 10, 20 people that call themselves influencers, but really truly aren't influencing anybody, mate. Um, and I think that's what we have to really look out for is, is what are they influencing you to do? Is that influence positive? Is that influence progressive? Um, is that influence educational? Are you learning from them people? Are they adding to your remit as an individual and your values and your passions and your interests? Because if they're not, they're not really influencing you to do anything. And so therefore, really, should they be deemed influencers? So for me, that's where I stand with it, mate. I think influencers has just got a bit carried away. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Um, I, I hate the term influencer. And I'm on the same page as you when it comes to what are they actually trying to sell what are they trying to do are they influencing through free knowledge and experience 
or are they influencing through trying to sell products, which 99% of the time is the main goal um, of an influencer. And I think one thing that we as, let's say the general population have forgotten um, being such big social media users is that an influencer is still a business. Um, we, we seem to class a business and an influencer in two very separate lights. You know, we won't actively go to a personal trainer who runs a self-employed business who will support you and guide you through your goals, but we will go and actively buy a 21 day shred program from someone who's been on Love Island, who has never been in a gym, who goes out every Friday and gets absolutely hammered. So I think us as let's say consumers have potentially, we've got our wires crossed and we're looking at an influencer as a best friend and someone who we can look up to and someone that we put our trust in when in actual fact, well, I would say every single influence I know gets paid thousands of pounds every single month to continually promote something which I guarantee they, well, if it's a health product, don't even take themselves. If it's a clothing brand, I guarantee they don't even wear it. They'll just put it on to take a picture. So really when we look at the, the social media, you know, everyone's aware of the highlight reel. Um, but I think the biggest thing from my point of view is that the influencer is still a business. They still do a tax return. They still um, generate an income. And at the end of the day, if you walked past this person in the street, you might recognize them, but chances are they won't even know who you are. They've got no idea. You could be following them for 10 years. You could know their life story, their partner, how many times a day they post and feel like you're, best friends but they'll go i don't even know who you are because in a seven hundred thousand following you're just a number um so yeah i guess it's i guess it's um that's kind of my take anything you want to add on influencers while we're here yeah yeah so exactly like you just said there mate i think i think a massive a massive issue that we have particularly in our industry fitness industry is that um as you rightly said there is this one-way relationship going on with influencers and people who are deemed quite superior on social media um you know there's there's this constant need to gratify your actions from an influencer your constant seeking of approval and appreciation from an influencer there's the constant conversations that surround your daily lives talking about those influencers there is a whole um, uh, fake relationship going on somewhere along the line whereby an individual, a number, a statistic, feels like they are so much, so much closer to that influencer than they probably ever will be and probably ever are. Um, and that's a huge issue, Ross. That's a huge issue. That's, that's something that is, is, is a mass kind of virus on the, on the social media platforms, you know. Um, there are so many young, particularly young, and I'm going to use young people because they are the most vulnerable, you know, young people making up these, these make believe friendships and relationships with influencers because they've had a post liked once in a blue moon. They're already, they're all of a sudden deemed good mates and my circle and my close, my close people. And, and really mate, that's, that's as far from the truth as, 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 as it is. Um, and, and it's such a huge problem. And, uh, 
you know, I don't know whether, I don't know whose fault it is really. I, I talk about this to myself quite a lot and I think about it quite a lot. Like who, whose fault is that? You know, is, is it the, is it the individual who's, who's trying to seek that gratification from that celebrity, from that influencer, from that person, or is it the um, complete disregard and complete arrogance of the blue ticker, the influencer, that's not then returning that? You know, who, who's at fault really? But I, I, I don't know the answer truly, mate, but it's a huge problem. And you, you have to yeah. bang on, bang on. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I've been there myself. You know, when you start off in something, and, and obviously we're talking about the fitness industry, we all do seek that approval of someone famous. Mm. And I see it now, you know, I see people that are like, oh my God, I got a mention in his story or I got tagged or, you know, people putting up a picture of their breakfast, tagging, uh, tagging a fitness professional. I'm thinking, why would they ever want to see your breakfast? But there's, like you've said, there's some, seems to be some sort of sense of, I need to be acknowledged by this person yeah. to make, my life feel feel like I'm kind of valued by someone at the other end of the phone. Um, and I think there lies the problem. Um, if I was going to place the blame on anyone, to a certain extent, I would blame the influencer. Yes, I would, because with such a big following, with great power comes great responsibility. We've all heard that. Um, but then on the flip yep. side, I think yep. if, I, if I put myself in a position of an influencer, and someone was going to happily pay me four, five, six thousand pounds a month to simply put up a few posts of whatever it was. Would I think twice from my point of view? Yes, potentially. But I would still be thinking, well, I've got a family. I've got bills to pay. And when, when someone's going to hand me that amount of money, would I say no? Being realistic? No, I don't think I would. And I don't, no, think, no. I don't think many people would turn that down so if i put myself in the shoes of an influencer i can see and i can understand why you would do it a hundred percent so yeah. i guess 50 percent of the blame would lie with the influencer but then i would say a bigger proportion is maybe a little bit more is us as individuals making sure that we are fully aware of what we're getting ourselves into to expand our knowledge and to not just be sucked into this kind of black hole of the the kind of ever impending sense of a, a real mental health problem which i'm sure you run into more often than not um would it be in your field of expertise but yeah the influencers should they be doing more um to to promote these things it's one of those questions I, I don't think we'll ever get the answer to. Um, yeah. I think, I think there's a question as well in there, Ross, that we have to ask, should, should the influencers be doing more to promote better? I think that term better, you know, let's use, and, I'm, and I knew, I know we're going to touch on it in this podcast. So we might as well, let's use Gemma Collins and the skinny jab thing that's been going on. Yeah. I, you know, it's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. And Gemma, is promoting a product yes okay she may have used it now i'm not disregarding that she may have used that product but for 99 percent of us out here following Gemma or being inspired by Gemma for whatever reason i'm not personally but there are many that are <laughs> i was gonna say know, i'm not quite sure who's uh, looking up to no there are a lot of people mate she's got a lot of followers so yeah, people are following her for some reason or another whether that's yeah. because she's 
proud to be a girl and she's overweight and she's oversized and she's pr- whatever it is, whatever it is, I can't judge that. But she should not be promoting products like that and being the face of that product in regards to selling that product on behalf of herself as an influencer. So the key point that I'm taking out of this is on that, on that skinny jab website and on the Instagram page, one of the main unique selling points is that we are a team of qualified nurses and doctors and yet no qualified nurses or doctors are there to answer your questions, but ask Gemma Collins because she's an influencer. She'll tell you the answers. She'll, she'll tell you what's good for you. Gemma Collins, who is probably one of the most mentally confused and ill ladies on, in the celebrity world in regards to weight, body image, social, all, all of that, mate. She struggles with all of that. And yet she bounces up and down on this social media influencer wagon to sell products to people. And, and it's, it's disgraceful, mate. And, and I, don't, I don't, yeah, that, you know, what'd you do? Yeah. I must admit, I don't follow her. Um, I wouldn't ever look up to her. And I only know her through X, Y, Z. You know, you see her on different reality things. But um, yeah, yeah, I I was equally as stunned as yourself. And it was actually, I think, being posted on quite a lot of people's uh, Instagram when I I picked it up and went to the page. And I thought, yeah, okay, this is kind of one step too far, um, as you've said. And I think if you're in the fitness industry, or if you're in the mental health industry as you are, I think it hits a lot harder than someone who potentially is a gardener or works in finance because the the detrimental effects that let's just take a 15 year old girl who maybe is a stone overweight has been subject to, I wouldn't say bullying, but a few vile comments here and there, but is, is well, yeah. well, well in control of herself, who doesn't necessarily feel like the Barbie queen of the, the high school world. For someone like her to see such a post, it doesn't, it, it doesn't fill her with confidence to know that the journey is going to be hard and the journey is going to be tough um, and losing weight is going to be, whilst it's going to be tough, yes, it's going to be the most beneficial thing she can do going forward she's then going to look at the quick fix and go well do you know what i'll put on another two stone because if i can lose it in a few weeks with a quick jab so be it i'll 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 do the jab so i think if we look at the detrimental effects when it comes to the as you mentioned the younger generation whilst grown-ups seem to well maybe not now but i i would like to think they have their head screwed on a little bit more a lot of the audience especially from someone like Gemma collins is i would say 20 or under and to promote something like an injection uh to promote fat loss is is scary um i've seen a similar post um in fact someone i know very closely um they've started selling a diet pill which claims to put you into a state of ketosis within 60 minutes from from taking this pill so as you can imagine when i see this i'm just like how like 
the science behind ketosis it, it takes it does not support full, that theory a full at least seven days of under 30 gram of carbohydrate for your body to yeah. fully enter ketosis, ketosis. where we use yeah. um you know our fat stores for, for energy when there's no carbohydrate or glycogen present so to to make such a bold claim that taking a tablet can put you into ketosis and a fat burning state within 60 minutes i'm i'm absolutely speechless but yet it's another promotion and it's someone who is trying to use their following to make money and i think that's where the issue lies um yeah yeah mate i totally agree with you and and we see far too much of that you know um there are so many celebrities that endorse products that they've never even tried themselves they've never read about they have no knowledge of it no relatable experience no expertise on that subject and yet are selling that product because they're being paid a, a hefty wage at the end of the month for it and um and because they're a celebrity or because they're an influencer and they have a blue tick and they have a lot of followers they are very easily uh sellable and and they sell anything and we live in a we live in a, um, a society mate where we have intensive intensive obesity levels probably the worst we've ever seen i would say in young people particularly and, and adults but you know ob obesity is a huge issue um being um bullied is a big issue people not being kind to you is a big issue and so when these celebrities promote these products and then tag on all of these other little slogans be kind i was bullied once but if you have this product you might feel better about yourself or whatever. The list goes on, mate. You know, there's a whole script and scroll for it, I'm sure. And every, every influencer gets given that when they have to sell the product. But, you know, they're doing things the, the wrong way and people are completely magnetized to it and will, and will buy it, use it and completely put their trust in these people when, when really there's, 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 no, there's no evidence, there's no um, knowledge, there's no education behind any of this stuff because... They just don't know any different. And for me, that, you know, Gemma Collins thing, again, I keep mentioning her, but, you know, so many people can relate to Gemma Collins in the, in the respect that they're a little bit overweight. But that shouldn't mean that she has the right or the audacity to sell a product that, that encourages weight loss through, the, through, a, through a jab. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's just so poor. It's so yeah. poor, mate. And, and she needs to take a look at herself. And this is where I was asking the question, you know, who, who, is, the, who is the damage here? You know, the influencer or the, or the influenced? Yeah, um, 100%. I think it's a strong relationship with the two. I mean, one of the best things that kind of has popped up and is, is, is very big in the front of my mind is um, that knowledge is not measured by the amount of followers you have. And I could probably name five to 10 of the fitness industry's leading minds, the leading science, the, the absolutely in-depth information from some of the best gurus. And I guarantee that people listening to this would have no idea who they are. Literally no idea. And I'm, I'm talking about people that are so far advanced in the world of fitness and medicine that they're the ones putting new science studies out and, and research. And, um, and, and these are the people who I would look up to. Um, but it just comes down to, oh, they've only got 5,000 followers on Instagram. What do they know? 
Um, and I think that's the mentality we've got ourselves into is, you know, and even with, even with kind of celebrities, I mean, let's say we have a celebrity with 3000 followers and a celebrity with a hundred thousand followers. Who are you more likely to follow? The yeah. celebrity with a hundred thousand followers, because somewhere along the line, our, our paths have got crossed and we believe that the, we're going to get more from someone with more followers. We're going to gain more information. And I guess, is that a self, is that a selfish trait we have that we want more? Is it a human trait that we are constantly trying to get what we can for very little? Um, especially in, in my world, I mean, people are asking all the time, do you do offers? Can I have some money off? You know, I only had someone last week saying they had been furloughed. Um, they'd been paid a, p a pittance of their normal wages. So would it be possible for me to do a session for 20 quid a week? And I'm sat there thinking, well, I've had my doors closed for 10 weeks and I haven't had any income. So what makes you think I'm going to turn around and, and, and sell a session yeah. for 20 quid? And it, there seems to be a, a fundamental human flaw that we cannot accept the value when it comes to quality. We can't accept that good things cost money. A Lamborghini costs a lot of money. Um, I'm not slating a Peugeot, but if you buy a 1997 Peugeot with the door wings hanging off, is there a deal to be had? Yes, of course. But we're not going to start asking for money off for prices because ultimately you're just lowering your, your um, service. And I think yeah. in this game, that's, that's something that a lot of these people that hide under the radar or who aren't necessarily in the forefront of the social media world pride themselves on is, do you know what? I don't need a big following because the people that I have that follow me understand one, my prices two my service and three, the information I give them is sound information. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree, mate. And I, you see far too much of it, you know, um, PTs that have come out of lockdown and are now doing sessions for 15 pounds an hour, um, you know, online packages, 30 quid, 30 quid for 12 weeks, like 30 quid wouldn't even give you an hour of my time. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and like that, that's, that's how it is. Um, but I think the problem that we have is if we, if we go right back, scale right back, when, when the whole fitness industry online started, for me, we, you know, we had things like influencers and we had ambassadors and sponsored athletes. And genuinely, back in the day, when that all started, if you were a sponsored athlete, you paid nothing for your kit, you paid nothing for your supplements, and you were genuinely paid a wage. And, you know, it, it was a job for a lot of people. Being an ambassador was quite hard to be. You know, it was really difficult to be an ambassador. Like, you, you, a lot of people wanted to be an ambassador because it wasn't easy to do. Nowadays, every bastard's a sponsored athlete, and everyone's an ambassador for half a dozen companies, mate. And it completely takes the value out of both of those roles. And it's the same with the influencer thing, you know. Um, and then that has a huge knock-on effect on the value and the quality of the service that people are offering because people want everything for free because it's so easy to get these days. If you don't give me something for free, someone else will. You know, body power used to be loads of things for free. Used to go there, used to get samples, 
packets, all sorts of stuff. He's come out there with bags and bags of freebies. Now, no freebies at all. Absolutely nothing. Because people are clocking on to the fact that everybody wants freebies. And if you just keep giving freebies away, you're never going to make any money. But at the same time, the people that are wanting the freebies that then see no value in that service. So if, if you look at like supplement brands, for example, um, let's use a good example of a, um, a minus and mega. So like Strom Sports Nutrition, they have never, ever done an offer or a discount on any of their products from day one to now. Every product has been full price because they know the quality. They know what people are getting. And they won't, they won't alter that because it just degrade what they're, what they're trying to do. Likewise, sorry, opposite, BPI. Remember when BPI went on oh, this crazy... BPI. Every man in his yeah. dog was an ambassador. <laughs> a- absolutely. Everyone was an, uh, an ambassador and more so, everyone was an athlete. Everyone had a 40% off code. 40% off code. Everyone's doing 40% off code. So the product that you had online for 50 quid, sorry, for 40 quid is now worth way less than that because I'm using an ambassador code. So really, was that product worth that in the first place? Yep. You know, so this, it, this whole like cycle of, of, of chaotic, chaoticness, mate, um, downgrading, degrading, devaluing things so very easy because everybody wants everything for free. Um, and it's only the minor, minority of supplement brands, clothing brands, PTs that have kept up at that standard and said, you know what? No, I don't care how many followers I've got. I don't care whether I've got 10 clients less than you. All of my clients, I genuinely give a shit about. All of my clients, I genuinely care about. And I want to help. And I want to help and see progress. Whereas that PT over there who's doing £10 an hour or group sessions for £2.50 might have 10 more clients than me, but when he's finished that session or she's finished that session, she never checks in on them to see how they are, never asks how they're doing, you know? And this, this is the cycle we're in, mate. Yeah, I think, I think that leads quite nicely onto the next point with, especially something I've experienced with this lockdown period is the amount of clients I've picked up um, who have had personal trainers. Um, I personally think the days of personal trainers are dying the days of a personal trainer are gone. Um, and I don't believe anybody should be proud to become a personal trainer right now because I don't feel there's any value in the service and I don't feel there's any, there's any benefit to having a personal trainer for one hour a week. Anybody can do a a 60 minute leg session. Um, where the real experience and the real value comes is from coaching. And I think, Whilst we're on the topic, I do believe that the personal trainer is slowly dying out. Um, and there's, there's something else in the pipeline which is coming through because people who've come to me in the last few weeks have had a personal trainer. They had a personal trainer before lockdown and they, they thought they were getting a good service. They thought, yeah, I'm getting a really good service. I'm, I'm seeing him once a week. We're having a good chat. He's a, best, he's a good friend of mine. And my legs are so sore for four days after I can't do anything. There lies the fundamental issue that a personal trainer just tries to break you to make you feel like you're getting somewhere. But what they fail to take into account then is for the next four days, you're completely immobile. You can't move. Your neat energy expenditure is virtually zero because the 10,000 steps that you were previously doing is now 500 steps because you're in so much pain. Completely unattainable. 
Yeah. Um, exactly. And in two, three weeks, you've not lost any weight. Chances are you probably gained weight, but you haven't noticed that because you're so focused on, oh, my legs are in, oh, my legs are hurting so much. So where then lies the issue with the trainer is there's no follow-up, as you've just said. There's no coaching experience whereby I can then call that personal trainer and say, mate, I'm having a, a meal with the guys or can I have a beer tonight? Who's at the end of the phone? And that links nicely into the influencer because it's all very well buying a cookie cutter plan from some saucy little bikini model. And I always use this expression with her fluffy dog in her penthouse apartment in Dubai. But when push comes to shove and you have a meltdown on the third day in, or you need advice on what to do for a family barbecue, when you message that influencer, what's the response time? And I guarantee there is no response because they don't even know you've bought the plan off their brand new website or their, or their Instagram profile. They've got no idea you've purchased it. All they've seen is, oh, someone bought my plan for 50 quid. Brilliant. I'll go and buy some new shoes or whatever. Not that you can buy shoes for 50 quid nowadays. <laughs> um, and there then lies the issue is the support that goes with the influencer because that's not their job. Their job is not to babysit you and to coach you because you have paid pittance for a cookie cutter plan, which was never designed for you in the first place. It was designed on a whim because it's, it's just what the general population needs to lose weight. Um, and I do believe that's probably why I've picked up quite a lot of clients because people have realized they have no support, they have no help, and, they, and that's what they need. Hence the reason my coaching services come in because I pride myself on getting back to someone within a few hours, making sure everybody checks in and, and looking after because I respect, There's, that's the big thing. I respect and I value every single one of the people who I train and who I coach. And that's, that's a big issue that the, these influences, there's no value. Again, it just comes down to a quick 30 quid in the bank account. There's nothing behind that 30 pounds. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're absolutely right, mate. And there's this real presence of um, lies being swept under the carpet a little bit, I feel. And, and for many years, I've, I've sensed that, you know, there are so many influencers that can, that can truly, to, to the, to the, knowledgeable eye and to the to the professional who understands what they're trying to do or can see through what they're trying to do you know there are a lot of lies involved in these programs these cookie cutter programs you know the terms bespoke the terms tailored the terms um well-being none of these things are being catered for in any of those programs they are massly produced programs that are being regurgitated to every tom dick and harry that purchases them um, and they all follow the same thing, mate, regardless of what plan they are, regardless of how long they are, regardless of the diet framework in which they follow, they are all just calorific deficit programs. And because though, what makes them powerful as purely just very simple calorific deficit programs, weight loss programs is because the person that sold that to you. So if you, so there comes the influencer. So if you, if, if, uh, who am I influenced by? Sure, let's say Darren Farrell, Darren Farrell, IFBB Pro, Darren Farrell. 
also a good friend, but someone that I would say influences me. He educates me all the time. I'm learning stuff from him all the time. If I bought a plan from Darren, regardless of how bad it was, in here, I'd probably go, well, this is Darren. He's, he's my favorite influencer. He's my favorite pro. Like, surely what he's given me is, is right. And I would not believe anything else that he said. Now, I know Darren's programs are fantastic. I know that. They're phenomenal. But I'm just saying as an example, if he didn't produce the quality that he does, it still probably wouldn't matter to half of the industry following him because of his influencer qualities. You know, that's where I'm coming from. And, and I suppose that then has a knock on effect with those that really aren't producing any quality or any education or any real value in the programs that they're selling. And yet people are loving them and um, adhering to these programs because of who they are, because they've been on Love Island, because they were seen in Hello magazine with a really good set of glutes. And they're the glutes I want. So if she's got them, it must be right. This is how I must get those, you know, et cetera, et cetera, mate. The poison chalice rolls. Yeah. And, and this is kind of what we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Again, it, we've, we've used the example before, you know, are you going to take advice from someone who sucked a dick on Love Island and has been, has been fucked by 12, 12 people and all of that has been shown in a positive light? I don't think so. It's, yep. You know, I, I said to one of my clients the other day, I said, you've taken the advice from someone that you follow on social media because this happened. And he said, yeah, I bought a plan and I did it for six weeks and I felt better X, Y, Z. And I said, okay, would you go to the, if, if tomorrow that person changes their Instagram bio to um, medical professional offering advice on cancer, would you go to that person and ask them for a cancer treatment? And would you be happy to invest your health in their new cancer free plan? No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You'd turn around and you say, what a stupid, Ross, what a stupid thing to say. Of course I wouldn't because we, this is the big thing. We seem to have forgotten that fitness and health are the same thing. And whether we're following a cookie cutter calorie deficit plan or we're following a very, very tailored personalized plan, they both ultimately have the same goal, which should be weight loss, because ultimately you're buying into a plan to lose weight. That's, that's quite simple. But yep. it's how we get there. And that's the difference. Because if you go down a coaching route with someone who you trust, and there's the big thing there, someone who you know, who you trust and that you value and they value you, then you're going to get a result. If you're going to follow, again, the Love Island superstar, the um jd sports tracksuit boy if you're going to follow them who've never done a nutrition course never done a proper pt session never had experience of uh, a female cycle where that client is in the cycle if you're going to use them be prepared to potentially damage your health even further because if you ask that person a question oh is this right? Should I be feeling like this? And they turn around and say, yeah, absolutely. It's, that's, that's normal. Tiredness is normal. Headaches are going to be normal. Is it? No. No, it shouldn't be a detriment to your health. You should be healthy. You should be fit. And you should be enjoying the plan. Um, and I think we've forgotten along the way that whilst we're first ones to jump on the bandwagon and buy a fitness plan from our influencer, would you, and I'll ask the question to anyone listening, would you go to the same follower for uh, cancer advice or how to groom a horse 
if they just change their bio name to horse specialist or equestrian professional, would you do the same thing? And I guarantee you wouldn't. I guarantee you wouldn't. So one thing I want to cover before we wrap up is self-sabotage because a lot of people on these plans, they get into it and they feel great. And somewhere along the line, they end up self-sabotaging and everything kind of unravels. That little spring that they've been rolling up seems to snap and then bang. And then we, we end up self-sabotaging to a point where we're worse off than where we were before. So I just want to get your take on, on that whole self-sabotage. Yeah, um, where do I start, I suppose? It, I think, I think, yeah. So if we, if we kind of strip right back to, to the first phase in which someone takes on a program or someone makes a decision to embrace in a 12-week challenge or a six-month program or whatever it might be, I think self-sabotage is ever so more likely when initially they're perhaps not as mentally prepared as they thought they were before, before they started the program. So I think a lot of people, and this is where the influencing thing comes in again, a lot of people get very carried away with the sales techniques of an influencer. You know, um, they forget about themselves and put a lot of their decision-making and their choices on, 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 on that influencer. And because they've said this or because they've done this, surely it's possible. I can do this when really they haven't really taken that step back and analyzed individually and, and personally where they are with, with themselves. And I think a lot of self-sabotage Ross in the first kind of one to two weeks is, or let's say the first week, even self-sabotage happens because people aren't mentally prepared. People aren't, people are not, in the in the place to be able to take on that challenge like we said in the first podcast i think you know is they're just they're just not ready for it um and and self-sabotage will happen and it happens more often than not because the influencing um qualities and the influencing theme uh, that is kind of embraced is the main focus it's the main primary thing that they're thinking about and what they're not thinking about is actually whether this program is right for them whether they can do this program, whether they feel they're ready for this program, whether they've got all of the external stimulus and materials and environment in order to achieve what they want to achieve with that program. All of that stuff goes out the window because my favorite influencer with a blue tick who's liked my post three times this year has told me that I can change. And, and that's what we're dealing with. And, and then self-sabotage is going to happen. You know, it'll probably happen for most people at some point in everyone's life, in some instances, for sure. But it's way more likely to happen if, if you're not starting a program in a good mental state. And, and that's something I'm hugely passionate about is those is those questions about mental well-being before before anybody starts a program. You know, how many influencers truly, if you went through Instagram or clicked on their packages and clicked on their consultation forms, how many of those influencers or people that call themselves influencers are genuinely asking those questions that are of true importance before someone buys that program? Instead, it's just six weeks six pack do you want a six pack follow me buy my program like you know just regurgitated vomit mate on a, on a piece of paper and yeah. that's that's gonna that's gonna encourage self-sabotage no yeah, doubt again, about it a, a good point you raise there is is the person that you're about to invest your hard-earned pennies in are they as you said are they asking the questions i mean one thing that um my coach john said to me when i first when i first um went to meet him because I'd been through a bad patch in my life anyway. I'd been through a breakdown and, and anxiety and I was in a very, very bad place. And everyone around me was like, this, this isn't good. 
this isn't what you need. And I'm sitting there going, you know what, actually, this is the one thing I do need because I need to find mental clarity and I need to find my way in life. And he sat me down and I told him everything. I, I, we, we had a consultation face to face. And he said to me, the, and I always remember it to this day because it's one thing that, and one thing that kind of taught me he knew that we, we were in it for the right reasons was he said to me, are you mentally ready? Are you strong enough to take this journey on? And that was a big thing for my, um, for my, my mental state was making sure that obviously when I sat down with John, he, he said to me, are you okay mentally? And that was the one thing I did need. So just to, I guess, just to summarize before we kind of wrap up, is there anything you want to kind of add? What, what do you want to kind of throw in from, from your point of view for the listeners? Yeah, I think, I think the last thing for me, mate, is just promoting all of the things that um, I hope people don't get overwhelmed with and don't get themselves consumed with um, purely down to influencers and people that they deem they trust. You know, things like skinny tea, fat loss coffee, detox tablets, um, juice plus, all of this crap. I think people really need to be careful who they, they, they put their trust in. And if there is someone that, that influences them and they feel like they are influenced by them, really take that step back and analyze whether whatever it is they're influencing you to do or whatever product it is that they're selling, really take a step back and assess whether that product is right for you. Not just because the influencer is selling it, but more so if that product is right for you, regardless of the influencer, regardless of the sales pitch that you've just witnessed. Um, and I think the more people that can really try and control and manage um, who they expose themselves to online and what content they allow themselves to be um, consumed by and they engage with, I think the better, you know. Um, we, are, we are in a pandemic on its own right in regards to products being sold online that warrant no education, that warrant no personal experience, no relevance, and a lot of the time, a lot of dangerous and unhealthy ways of doing things. Um, and I think we really need to focus on those things and try and encourage people not to get so... Um, involved as often as they can yeah i think again you've hit the nail on the head and um probably a perfect way to sum that up mate so thank you again for joining us on the mini series um looking forward to episode number three and um yeah all that's left for me to say is guys stay safe thank you very much aaron and um we'll look forward to seeing you on episode number three <laughs>